All right, so welcome to season three. <laughs> Sorry We're for the hiatus. Sense. It's okay. I mean, yeah. I wasn't saying sorry to you. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, Where, how should we begin? How should we ta start talking about season three? Um, I think that was good. We're probably going to leave all of this in, right? Yeah, I guess. So, um, yeah, so we can... Go ahead. Oh, God. Are you yeah, sure? Yeah, yeah, No, you go. Go. You go. And then I'll go. Okay. <laughs> Say sorry for the hiatus, though. <laughs> Okay. Sorry for the hiatus, everybody. We are back. And we're here for season three. Um, <laughs> this is so cheesy, but we're cheesy. Um, yeah, so we're going to do things a little different this season. So usually we interview one person per episode, except for the one with Frankie and Lisa. But this time... Oh, shit. That's okay. Hold on. Let me let me um, mute this. We're back. We're, exited. we're unfiltered. And... We're it's 2021. And it's 2021 and we're still in a pandemic. Can you believe it? Um, can you believe we actually released this during the pandemic? And I ignorantly thought that <laughs> we'd be out of it by the end of season one. <laughs> <laughs> Joke's on you, Jackie. Joke's on you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but anyway, we're going to focus on one topic per episode. Um, just to shake things up a bit. So what are we going to cover, Britt? Yeah. So... Let's see. We're going to try to keep things as timely and relevant as possible. And that sort of is what inspired the first episode of season three, which is a conversation around Clubhouse. Is Clubhouse, is it just another Silicon Valley social media app that'll eventually lose its cool? Or does it have the potential to really be an asset, especially for PRs? It's... <laughs> um, clubhouse that has been blowing up our twitter feeds for weeks now um i'm not sure about you jackie but i heard i found out about it a few months ago from listening to my favorite podcast called pivot it's with kara Swisher. oh hot take that's Britt's favorite podcast yeah uh, no idea and they talked about it sort of being a boys club oh. and i was completely turned off not interested, and it went under my radar for months. Now, if you just Google Clubhouse and PR, or even just Google Clubhouse, you'll find a zillion articles about how it's actually catching on, and it could be the hot newness. Oh, the hot newness. Hot newness. And I'm a little, we're a little late to the party, I think, because here we are. Um, I just signed up. Jackie invited me. Thank you, Jackie. Uh, we'll get into your first experience with it in the interview with our guest. Anyways, while I was browsing Twitter a few weeks ago uh, at the end of January, I saw Muckrook. Muckrack? I don't know how to say it. Muckrack. <laughs> Muckrack posted an article about um, using it and how PRs can utilize Clubhouse for their clients. And for also just, you know, PR in general. So I was intrigued and it was written by um, a gentleman named Stephen Corrales. And we'll get into his bio in a bit here, but it was really useful. And honestly, it inspired me to check out Clubhouse. And I was like, we got to talk to Stephen. He seems to be the expert on Clubhouse. 
he can share, he might be able to sell it. Like I totally didn't go ahead and download the app, but I need to know what Steven thinks. And I have so many questions. We'll link to the article too, so that everybody can read it themselves as well. So we reached out to Steven and this is our conversation with him. I think by the end of it, you'll probably be sold as well if you're not already using Clubhouse. He's really passionate about it. And I don't know though, Jackie, what do you think? I'm going on and on and on. What do I think about Clubhouse in general or the conversation with Steven? Oh. I can give my opinion on either. Um, I, yeah, I had no idea what <laughs> Clubhouse was. I My first intro into it is Trey Bodge, who was a previous guest of ours. She was tweeting about an event that she was hosting with some TV producers on Clubhouse. So that kind of intrigued my interest and I didn't know what Clubhouse was. So I went to the app, signed up, and then it wouldn't actually let me create an account because I needed an invite. And then I was like, oh, okay, well, I guess I'm not cool enough for Clubhouse. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But luckily, I do have some cooler than me people in my life. And my old boss, Andy Josewhite, shout out if you're listening, even though you're probably not. Um, he, he invited me, um, later that day. And so I signed up and I honestly had no idea what I was looking at. I went, I signed up, I went in and I clicked on a random room and there were just, there was just a person talking almost as if I was walking into a conference hall in the middle of a like presentation. And I, the first thing I did honestly was scream. Cause I was like, Oh my God, what's going on? And I exited because <laughs> A, I didn't know if like my camera was on and B, I didn't know if like I could be heard, you know, and I was like, am I like barging in on something I'm not supposed to be seeing or hearing? Um, and it turns out that no, I, there you can't be like heard because you're basically when you go into a room, you're a listener and then there's hosts. Anyway, I think uh, Stephen goes into all this in the interview, but yeah. Give it a listen. And then if you guys have any interest in using Clubhouse yourself, I believe it's still invite only. So I'm going to incentivize you to listen to this episode. And then later I'll tell you how you can get an invite to Clubhouse. Yeah. You know what's crazy that I found out today right before this, our conversation, actually, it's it can only be accessed on iPhones, not Android devices. Apparently the app for Android is in the works. That's so silly though. So dumb. It is. So it's not only just a boys club, it's an iPhone boys club. Yes. Cool. Well, let's kick it off. Yeah, let's get right into the interview. Steven is the founder of Pair the Agency. As I mentioned before, he wrote this article around Clubhouse and why PR should be using it. We'll link to that in the episode notes. And without further ado, here is Steven and his thoughts on Clubhouse. What I would say is like, look, it's still so new and everyone's just trying to get their footing but i would say like that's probably the most important time to get involved in something because since like you don't really get much opportunity anymore to be on the forefront of of something you know most of the tools that that pr people use are pretty well known you know if you look at like an instagram or or these publications or twitter or tiktok like whatever it is like you, you can't really say, oh, wow, like I'm one of the, the, the first, like I'm one of the early adopters and, and one of like these users at scale. Like it, it's going to be very difficult to say that at this point, if not impossible to say that for other channels. But TikTok is like, 
it's picking up so quickly that there really is an opportunity to say, wow, I was one of the early adopters of Clubhouse. Um, and that to me in and of itself was, was enough to draw me to the platform because just seeing the hype and buzz around it, you know, I, I couldn't resist, but to jump in and just start exploring. And my expectations were pretty low to begin with, but then once I started diving in, um, and it's funny, actually my fiance, she's launching a, uh, a shampoo, uh, a shampoo and conditioner called candor and, for her, like we've been on um, Clubhouse together and, and she, so just a little bit of background. So the story makes sense. Like she started a preschool with her mom in Brooklyn and she was like, you know what? I really want to get into the startup world. So, you know, but the problem with that is she didn't really have many business connections. So, you know, she's been kind of like leaning on me to help her just dive into the business world because I, I help seed startups through my agency. That's really our, our main focus. So, you know, knowing that she was like, Hey, can I, you know, just see how you would go about things in terms of like helping a seed startup make more connections. I'm like, sure. So, you know, and while we were having that conversation, literally like that day, um, clubhouse came out and, or it didn't come out, but I had really like, you know, gained an understanding of it. So I was like, we should just jump on clubhouse. Like you should get on clubhouse for immediately and make your profile and start trying to make connections and she was like yeah definitely like i'm in so she downloaded it and she uh that night was just found herself in like this room with this, this uh girl named moj moj and moj is uh she's the founder of beautycon and i had actually launched a, a natural deodorant called curie like two and a half years ago and I had just like came across all these like, you know, power players in the beauty space. And I was telling her like, look for this person, look for this person. I actually printed out a media list from Curie that I had and gave it to her. And I said, Hey, just check out all these reporters on clubhouse. And it was the, the reason I'm telling you guys this is because it was just like a very like go, go, go kind of strategy. Like I didn't have to like, you know, kind of run anything by her or like, you know, consider it on a call and then get back to it like a week later. It was like, no, let's just try this thing now. Because obviously, you know, I'm her fiance. She trusts me completely. And she was kind of starting from square one. So she's like, let's go for it. So we found ourselves in this room with all these power players in the beauty space. And I was like, hey, ask a question. And she's like, well, what should I ask? And I I came up with this question about bootstrapping and and trying to generate earned connections or, or like authentic connections while bootstrapping and, you know, just essentially just not putting any money into social, but, you know, kind of work around techniques to grow your following. And, and Moj, this woman Moj gave her like some incredible ideas. Um, she was like, you need a wait list. Um, you can utilize Reddit. She, she gave her a couple more ideas, but they were like incredible ideas. And I was just like, Oh my God, this took you from, potentially taking like six months to get some traction to like six weeks. And she's already seeing traction from the advice that Moj gave her on Clubhouse, on her Instagram, on her LinkedIn. Like she's getting this inbound attention because of these different tactics that we utilize from this conversation with Moj on Clubhouse. So this really long story is essentially just saying how 
the exposure you get on Clubhouse and the access you get on Clubhouse to industry, like just industry, I keep saying power players, but really the people who are shaping industries is just unlike any other place. Um, Previously, I would say that the closest, the closest thing that that would compare to Clubhouse is is a conference, an in-person conference. But, you know, to to walk up to somebody at a conference is, is so tough. And conferences are expensive. Like I've paid upwards of $2,000 to go to a conference to meet people. So it's like, you know, this is free. So you're literally just popping on and the access you can get is incredible. So how does that relate to clients? Well, it it could and it may not. Um, but I would say like a PR person, you know, you don't always have to have, like I, I think one problem that, that PR people have and, and especially younger PR people is that they, they see everything as like a one-to-one effort or a one-to-one benefit. Like if I go to this website, I will pitch this reporter for this specific client and I will wait for a response. And if you do that as a PR person, you will not have success. You will not have regular success and you will not see success across all of your clients. When you're pitching one client, you need to have all of your clients in mind and you need to have future trends in mind. You need to, you need to have your eyes open for everything. And I think, you know, that's, what's so amazing about clubhouse. And that's frankly, what's so hard for people to understand is like, it doesn't, it's not a direct answer. Like you can't go on there for one specific reason. You kind of have to go on there with an open mind and whatever you can get out of it, you get out of it. Like, if, if you see something for a client, great. Um, what I've been doing with clients is I've been uh, pinging them into rooms. So I've been doing that, that, that groundwork for them. Like I have this one client in the real estate space. I've been flipping through and following people in the real estate space. And then when there's a room that pops up that makes sense for my client, I actually just ping him in it. Um, so he doesn't have to sit on Clubhouse and, and search for rooms. All he has to do is just join the room that I did the research for. Um, so there's like a lot of different ways to use it. And overall, I would say like, none of them are very obvious, but if you are willing, if you are someone who's willing to like, kind of, you know, just, just have an open mind and and go into things saying like, I don't have a ton of expectations, but I'm here to learn and I'm here to provide information and value if that makes sense. Um, and have my eyes and ears open for my clients, which in theory, you always should. So it's, it's kind of like taking all of the, the skill sets and, and practices of, of a PR person and just applying them to a single platform, which I found to be super interesting and, and is why I'm so interested in, and engaged with Clubhouse. Right. Um, I love all of this. And I'm curious, though, to know more about, like, you mentioned, I think it was with your fiance that you went into a room and there were journalists in there. Do you have any tips for how to approach journalists in Clubhouse or what are your best practices? I think you have to approach them as if you would approach a journalist at any point. Um, I wouldn't necessarily pitch a journalist in a room. Um, The the whole point of Clubhouse is um, just dialogue and conversation and and learning. I I wouldn't really say that um, journalists are looking to be pitched, Um, but you know, 
you have to kind of just be smart about it. You know, if you, if you find yourself in a room with a journalist and you feel like within the conversation, there's a, just a natural way of bringing up a client, go for it. Why not? But what you don't want to do is ask to be invited up on stage, get up on stage and say, Hey, I have a client that I'd like to share with you. Like, <laughs> right. that's not going to make sense. But if you say, Hey, I, 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 I work at this agency and, um, through, through some work with my client, you know, whatever it is, um, we've been seeing a lot of this, this, and this, is that something that you think is true? You know, so you're asking them a question, but you're, you're, you know, indirectly telling them that you work for this client and hopefully they're, you know, engaged and impressed by the question. And then that just opens the door for further, uh, further communication. So I, I wouldn't say like, you know, go, go into the room with the intention of pitching. I would say go into the room. If there's a journalist in there, go into the room with the intention of, I want to be a part of this conversation. And then the pitch and the introduction and the relationship writes and builds itself. Right. So it's more of a networking tool, less of a tool to contact journalist for story ideas. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you, you can't message in the platform. So there's really no opportunity to even do that. Um, It's more about just the conversation. And so that's what I'm saying. Like if, if you're delivering and adding value to the conversation, then you know, naturally you're going to stand out and that email has a better chance of being open. Right. I have a question about how journalists, like I said, I've not used Clubhouse yet and I'm planning on it, especially now. You're totally selling me. But for those who haven't used Clubhouse, what kind of activities or how are journalists using the tool exactly, do you think? So look, I mean, journalists... (laughs) Journalists have a lot of, I don't want to really call it power, but journalists have a lot of authority, right? I mean, that's why they're so important because they have audiences that follow them and they have, you know, specific kind of thoughts that mean something to a lot of people. And, you know, I wouldn't say journalists are going on the clubhouse specifically looking to connect with PR people, but I would say that journalists, you know, in the way that I kind of described that I'm using Clubhouse, I would say that journalists are going on Clubhouse to make authentic and and just valuable connections. And I would say they're probably using it for a research tool also. And it also depends on the journalists. Like we were talking before about like top tier journalists versus like, you know, kind of mid tier or smaller outlet journalists. And I think if you are at, a, at a, a smaller outlet or you're looking to grow your own personal uh, kind of following, then this is a great opportunity for you to do so. And look, journalists are also authority figures on, on specific topics. So, you know, they're obviously going to be asked to be a part of different panels over just kind of the rest of us um, because they're, they're viewed as, as these kind of influential figures. So, you know, journalists are going to have a lot of power on this platform, but I also think that journalists are getting really smart about their own personal kind of brand. Um, I would say that like the, uh, tech brews or the, um, the morning brew series, like they've really done such a great job at giving their, each of their journalists almost their own platform to operate within. And they really do, uh, see the value in, in these 
journalists being almost like individual rock stars. And I would say across the board, like, especially, you know, in, in reaction to the pandemic, a lot of journalists are saying, wow, you know, if I have a newsletter with, you know, 5,000 subscribers or whatever it is, I can make just as much as I was making at my big publication that I write for. And so maybe I can leave that publication and freelance a little bit and have my own newsletter and I can start to build my own thing. So, you know, I'm seeing that happen across the board, which obviously makes um, our job a little bit harder. But if you are willing to put in the legwork as a PR pro, I think there are more opportunities now than ever to get quote unquote placements. Like, and I think placements don't necessarily mean earned media traditional articles anymore. Um, you know, and I really think podcasts kind of broke this mold, you know, five, six years back, but you know, a placement can mean a lot of things these days. Um, you know, we had a client on clubhouse, we didn't get this placement, but they were on clubhouse at nine 30 at night talking to a group of like, you know, 20, 30 people and they were giving away promo codes in this clubhouse. So like that was just as good of a placement in their mind, like just as good as an earned media placement in their mind, because they were making these connections. So I think it's important to have your eyes and ears open for, for all of these different opportunities. But back to your question, um, you know, I think journalists are pretty much using this like everyone else as an, an informational tool, um, a place to make connections and a place to just drive, drive their narratives. I, I've been also utilizing it as just a learning tool for um, the agency in terms of just different like tactics or, or um, strategies or tools that I can like, it's just seamlessly bake into what I've been doing. So there's this, um, it's called Mojo and it's um, just an, an easy way to edit Instagram stories. And also Canva has just story editing capabilities as well. So I saw that there was a room on digital content creation and I jumped in the room and I said, Hey, you know, I'm great with written content, but I'm not so great with video content. How can I just quickly throw together some videos for our placements to just better showcase them? And this, this room was just extremely helpful with sharing just tools and, and resources and advice that helped me get a better understanding for how to make easily digestible videos on Instagram. Um, using, you know, stories or reels, whatever it is. So I, I think just like going in there with the intent of, of learning something outside of PR could also help you really just broaden your skill set as well. I'm sold. That makes a lot of sense. <laughs> that sounds like such a helpful resource too, because there's so many times when I have questions and just Facebook groups don't cut it sometimes. No, this is, this is, true unfiltered advice as if you were just talking to someone like after a conference well, or an event the and stage that it's in, right it's all people who were either they were invited by someone these are like the first people to use it i would argue are probably more influential in whatever space they're in and they're likely more passionate sure. than the average um connoisseur oh, right yeah. so kind of welcome like yeah. the best quality advice you can out of a topic if there's a room about it that's oh, yeah. cool. So another funny little story. Um, I was, I was on the platform just sitting with my fiance the other night and she was in a room with, uh, 
the founder of Smarty Pants Vitamins. And there were literally only like 20 people in this room. It was crazy. And someone had asked to be on stage and we looked at his profile and he was the founder of Noon, those those um, energy tablets, the, the workout tablets. And Noon, I mean, Noon is in Whole Foods. Noon is a huge company. And I was like, wow, the, the founder of Noon just asked to be on stage so he could get advice from this panel. So it, it's like, and, and in our eyes, he, he made it already. <laughs> he may not even need this advice, but that's how good the advice is on Clubhouse. And he, he was talking to the, the founder of Smarty Pants Vitamins about how he's lost so much foot traffic in stores. And she's like, yeah, you need to be on Instacart and you need to be taking out ads on Instacart. And he was like, we're doing that, but should I like double down? She's like, yes. And she was just talking about how like the, the the return on spend for her on Instacart was like, I don't want to say a number, but it was very high. Um, and and he was like, great, we'll go do that. So that was like a, a, an actionable tip from from founder to founder. And I would say very successful founder to another very successful founder. Um, so it, it, like I said earlier, that just the the access and and the level of advice and information that's being kicked around just so casually on Clubhouse is is really like nothing I've ever seen. Oh, before. It's like spying on those inside conversations amongst the experts too. It sounds like at least. Yeah, it absolutely is. You're you're a fly on the wall for you know some of these incredibly powerful conversations that you know th- that could result in millions of dollars in sales for for noon. That that one simple tip. So th- there's really a lot a lot to be learned on Clubhouse. So that's the episode. Thanks for listening. Uh, before we go, Britt, what did you think about Clubhouse? Or what did you think about Steven's interview? Like, do you have any, did anything about what Steven said surprised you about Clubhouse? Uh, yes, actually. So I'm an avid listener of podcasts of all kinds, not just business, but also um, very random podcast. One of my other favorites is Beautiful Anonymous with Chris Gethard. I won't go into details, but oh, love yeah, podcasts. Nice. Listen to them when I walk the dogs, when I'm like cooking or just cleaning the house. And I can totally, I did not know that Clubhouse was so audio based, I guess you could say, or the, the format's such an audio format. Mm-hmm. Um, even you can, you know, leave the app and go text somebody or, you know, open up another app and it'll still be playing, which I really like. You know, you can shut your phone down, put it in your pocket, get your AirPods on, go clean the house, listen to an insightful conversation around whatever topic you're interested in that day. And it's live, unfiltered. I'm all about that. I'm really excited. I checked it out earlier today, right after we, pretty much right after we talked to Steven. And I think I am really going to be using this a lot. Yeah, um, actually, Britt and I just came back from a short session geared towards PR professionals. It was all around um, how to put on a press event that doesn't suck digitally. Um, And I thought that was kind of cool. And so you can, when you get on Clubhouse, you too can kind of search through different rooms and clubs and find topics that you're interested in. Follow some people that you admire in the industry, aka Jackie and Britt. And then it'll tell you whenever um, somebody that you follow or some topic that you're interested in, whatever, whenever an, uh, a room has popped up and then you can either join in real time or even put it on your calendar. So that was one thing, actually, 
earlier this morning, I saw that there was an event PR session, whatever, for 2 p.m. And so I clicked on a button on Clubhouse and it literally put it in my Google calendar. So that way it was in with all my other work obligations and I can just click right through. And since it's on your phone, you can literally have it playing in the background while you're working. So no excuses, busy people. There's still opportunities for you to get something out of this. Um, so yeah, I think it's kind of cool. It's kind of like, as we said in the interview, like almost like a conference, but it's digital and free. So why wouldn't you take advantage of that, you know? Yeah, and that's such a good point. I don't know about you, but I'm missing in-person conferences, even the freaking expensive ones where sometimes after at the end of it, (laughs) was it worth it? I would pay anything to go to a conference right now. Not anything, but you know what I mean. I have my, my limits. And this is such a nice substitute for that for that aspect of it, like the aspect of listening to new ideas, getting new information, and just getting inspired. Sometimes as somebody who, you know, works remotely and doesn't have anyone to necessarily bounce ideas off of all the time, this is such a good substitute for that. I know too in that room that we joined earlier, and I don't know if I'm calling that, you know, correctly, referring to it as a room, I don't know if that's correct or whatever, but... We're still figuring it out, so bear with us. (laughs) Um, There were, it was a conversation with like journalists and PR folks on how to do a Zoom PR event. And I learned a lot. I didn't tune in for the whole thing, but I wish I could have. I had to go on and do something else. That's the beauty of it, though. You can quietly leave. Anywho, Mm -hmm. in a future episode, Jacqueline and I really want to invite a journalist on to talk about how they're using Clubhouse and what they see the value add as, how even like we could potentially work, you know, network on that with them. That'd be awesome. If you're a journalist and you're listening to this and you want to come on the show and chat about it, let us know. Email us at podcast at wearemedia.com. Or if you're a PR pro and you're loving the tool and have some ideas to share, let us know. We'd love to talk about them. And um, really quick before we go, If you have any interest in using Clubhouse, as we said before, right now it's invite only. Between Britt and I, we have, or between me and Britt, we have about nine invites that we're willing to give away. Willing. (laughs) We have have to give them away. Huh? I only have two. How what happened? I don't know. Oh, no. Maybe they're in short supply. Okay. So... This is even more urgent than before. If you have any interest in getting on Clubhouse, we have only a small handful of invites. Um, Email us as well. And whoever reaches out first and shows some sort of interest, we are more than happy to invite you to the app. And um, yeah, who knows? Maybe we'll do a We Earn Media session there in the future. Um, I saw that you can start. I don't know. I don't know how to start a club, but there are clubs out there. And I'm like, okay. We could start a We Earn Media Club. I just don't know how to do it because I'm just that new to the app. So join Britt and I as we figure this out with you. Oh my gosh, we're such fangirls. We are. We stand. <laughs> are people still saying that? I don't know. We are. Um, anyway, thanks for tuning in. And we look forward to season three and whatever else it has in store. Don't be a stranger. Bye-bye now. Okay, definitely edit that part out. (laughs) (laughs) Ta-ta for now. (laughs) Ta-ta for now.